Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, you have revived us again. You've revived us that, that your people may rejoice in you. Thank you, Lord God, for showing us your mercy and your loving kindness. Lord, thank you for granting us your salvation, giving us this time to repent and turn away from sin. You have created in us a, a clean heart, a clean soul, a clean mind, a renewed right preserving and a steadfast spirit within us, within each of us. You've restored us in the joy of your salvation and, and upholding us with a willing spirit. As we come, we try to teach others of their transgressions and try to teach them your ways and teach sinners that they must be converted, that they must return to you through Jesus Christ, your son. We therefore cleanse our ways by, by taking heed and, and keeping watch on ourselves according to your word, conforming our lives to your will and to your word and to your ways. Since your great promises are ours, Lord, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that contaminates and defiles our bodies and our spirits and bring ourselves to consecration to a completeness in you, O oh Lord God. I pray, Lord God, this morning that you would direct our steps and make our steps sure, one step at a time. And Lord, I understand and, and firmly grasp that what the will of of our Lord Jesus Christ is for each of us. It's not vague. It's not thoughtless or foolish. I pray that each person listening to the sound of my voice would stand firm and mature in spiritual growth, convinced and fully assured in everything that is willed by God, our Heavenly Father. Father, you have destined and appointed each and every one of us to come progressively to know your will in our lives. That is to perceive, to recognize more strongly and more clearly and to become better and, and more intimately acquainted with your will in each of our lives. 
Let us take this moment to thank you, Lord God. Thank you for the Holy Spirit who abides permanently within us and who guides and directs each of us with all truth, the whole and the full truth, and who speaks whatever he hears from you, Father, and announces and declares it to us, the things that are yet to come in our lives. We have the mind of Christ and holds the thoughts and the feelings and the purposes of Christ's heart within us. So, Father, this morning, on this Sabbath day, we enter into this blessed rest by adhering and trusting and relying on you in the name of Jesus Christ. We say hallelujah and amen and amen. I want to welcome you this morning to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport. And I want to ask you if you would to, to take your Bible. And you've known me long enough to know that I ask each and every one of you to whether you're listening to the broadcast or you're live at the church to lift your Bible, take your Bible and lift it, if you can, above your head to heaven, that God may see that you have his word. And lift it up and repeat after me. Are you ready? This is my Bible. Say it with me. This is my Bible. It is the infallible word of God. Let God hear you. It is the infallible word of God. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the word of God. I'll boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. Amen and amen. Today... I want to talk about the rescue of God's people by the revelation of Jesus Christ. We will be in Exodus 3, 1 through 4. Exodus 3, 1 through 4. And then we're going to go all the way to the other end in the 66th book of the Bible. In Revelations chapter 1, verse 10 through 13. Revelations 1, 10 through 13. And I want to put these together because of what's going on in Israel. I have, I have people telling me, oh, Israel shouldn't be doing what they're doing. And I want our, our memory verse today, this week, I want our memory verse today to come out of the book of Genesis. The book of Genesis. Write it down. This is your memory verse for this week. The book of Genesis, chapter 12, verse 2 and 3. I'll give you a second to turn there. Genesis, chapter 12, verse 2 and 3. Today's going to be a little longer than normal. 
Genesis chapter 12, verse 2 and 3. Ready? Let's read it together. And I will make of thee a great nation. This is God speaking, not mankind. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and I make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless thee. Now listen carefully here. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curses thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curses thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Why do we help Israel? Why are we an ally with Israel? Because God says, not the generals, not Congress, not the Senate, not the President of the United States, but because God says, and I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse them that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Hallelujah. Now I'd like you to turn to Exodus chapter 3, verse 1 through 4. Exodus chapter 3, 1 through 4. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law. The priest, so his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert. And he came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord, who? The angel of the Lord. Say it with me. The angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush. And he said, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am, Lord. Here I am. Moses was given the law of the Old Testament after being called of God to deliver Israel from Egyptian bondage. Now I'd like you to turn over to Revelations chapter 1. Revelations. So we've gone from the first from Exodus over to Revelations, chapter 1, verse 10, 13. 10 and 13. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. 
I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest, write in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus and unto Samaria, Samirna, unto Pergamos, and unto Tartaria, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. And I turned, listen to what it says, and I turned to see the voice and spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. Now Moses, I'm going to say this again, Moses was given the law of the Old Testament after being called of God to deliver Israel from the Egyptian bondage. So God gave that calling when he appeared to Moses at the burning bush. So Israel was in trouble in Egypt. And Moses turned and he saw this burning bush, but not being consumed. It wasn't, it wasn't consuming it. It wasn't just on fire and, and burning down the bush. And God spoke from the burning bush, calling Moses' name. Now the New Testament is greater is the greater covenant if you want to compare the old and the new covenants to one another. The New Testament is the greater covenant. The New Testament compares these two covenants over and over again all throughout the New Testament. In fact, the Old Testament was some symbolic preparation towards the new covenant. All of the rituals, if you will, and commandments were preparatory or preparing for the reality of those symbols in the New Testament. And when we read the book of Revelation, we find an amazing uh, parallel to the manner in which God gave the old covenant to Moses. The time of this book was written when the church was in heavy persecution by the Jews. But this account in the book of Revelations is not giving of the old covenant, but is giving of the revelation of Jesus Christ, as the first verse tells us. Jesus is actually given to us as the covenant for today. The covenant for today. So Isaiah foretold this as follows in Isaiah 42, verse 6 and 7. I, the Lord, who? The Lord, have called thee in righteousness and will hold thine hand and will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people, for a light of the Gentiles, for a light of the Gentiles to open the blind eyes 
to bring out the prisoners from the prison and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. Now, Jesus said he was sent to open blind eyes and release captains, the captives. In Isaiah 42, verse 6 and 7, is just as empowering today as it was then. Now, I want you to listen to all of this because it has to do with today and Israel and you and I. So it's just as empowering today as it was then. So listen to what it is saying to us in 2023. I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness. Say it with me. I, the Lord, that's Jesus Christ, have called thee in righteousness. He's speaking to you and I. He is speaking to you and I. Turn to your neighbor, your loved one, and say, he's speaking to you and me. And he says, he, Jesus, will hold our hands and will keep thee. That's you. That's me. That's us. And he says he will keep thee. That's you and I. And give thee for a covenant. In other words, he is promising us that we will not be alone. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, will be with you and I, the people, his people, for a light of the Gentiles. To open blind eyes to bring out the prisoners from the prisons and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. In other words, the prison of sin. Now, what's going on in Israel is foretold. This must happen. This is foretold. This war in Israel is foretold to happen. And John sees Jesus in the burning bush or tree, just as Moses saw God in the burning bush. In fact, John turns to see this sight just as Moses turned back then. In Exodus 3, verse 3 and 4, And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I, Lord. See, God called to Moses from the burning bush. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 10 and 13, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha, I am the Omega, I am the first and I am the last. And what thou seest, I want you to write in a book and I send it unto the seven churches. What is are in Asia. That's what he said. And I turned to see the voice and spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. You see, the reason I say that John 
saw a burning tree or a bush is because the candlestick that John saw when he turned towards the voice that he called that called to him was the candlestick that Jews were familiar with from the tabernacle and the temple of old days in Exodus chapter 25 verse 31 and 33 and thou shall make a candlestick of pure gold of beaten work and his flowers shall be of the same and six branches shall come out of the sides of it three branches of the candlesticks out of one side and three branches of the candlestick out of the other side three bowls made like unto almonds which a, a knop and a flower in one branch and three bowls made like almonds in the other branch with a knop and a flower so in the six branches that come out of the candlestick it was fashioned in the shape of an almond tree so john and moses both saw god in the midst of a burning tree and bush and god and god called to both of them from that spectacle this pattern is important because god was showing rescue through his power from bondage the branches are the churches that are connected to jesus christ amen you see revelations 1 and 20 the mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches israel was in the midst of the persecution in egypt they had been slaves there for 430 years in exodus chapter 12 verse 41 read about it and god introduced the exodus plan to moses by appearing to moses in a burning bush and it is fascinating that after the old testament was finished then god did not speak to israel for 400 years for over 400 years god did not speak god no one was allowed to speak to god nor did god speak to anyone until jesus came 30 years later he was grown and he began preaching 430 years later by john's day the church was in heavy persecution like being slaves in egypt the church was being persecuted heavily by the jews the seven churches that john was told to address were in heavy tribulation also but by the hands of the jews the very people who should have accepted christ rejected him and gave trouble to the church his people but god introduced the spiritual exodus plan to john by appearing to john in a burning tree in fact the church becomes the true jerusalem 
and the Jerusalem turns into Egypt in God's eyes in Revelation chapter 11 verse 8 write it down in Revelations chapter a 11 verse 8 and their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt where also our Lord was crucified in fact the Babylon the great of Revelation 17 and 18 is referring to the great city of Revelations 11 verse 8 Jerusalem in Revelations 14 verse 8 and there followed another angel saying Babylon is fallen is fallen that great city because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication in Revelation 17 verse 18 and the woman which thou sawest is that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth you know that Jerusalem was where Jesus was crucified this great city this great city has spiritually become Egypt persecuting God's people as Egypt did in Moses's day and every now and then you and I go through persecutions and Egypt of sorts like the early church was persecuted by Jerusalem and John John has given words to give to the seven persecuted churches in Revelation chapter 2 verse 3 and in each letter Jesus describes himself as John saw him in chapter 1 and each situation that the churches are experienced is solved by that church recognizing that the very description Jesus gives of himself is the very thing that solves that situation you do not read this on the surface since it is letters written to the churches who are told to hear with the their ears what the Spirit is actually telling them in that letter they are persecuted by Jews and and and, and the orders are sent from Jerusalem where Jesus was crucified for the very persecution against the church each church is actually being told to see themselves in Christ and thereby sharing the very description and ability that Jesus gave of himself to those churches that's what it's about. we've shown this before in times past but please note an example of this it is easy seen showing in the second church the second church is faced with the problem of having to face death and martyrdom in Revelations chapter 2 verse 10 fear none of those things which thou shall suffer <coughs> excuse me behold the devil shall cast some of you into prison that ye may be tried and ye shall have tribulation ten days be thou faithful unto death and I will give thee a crown of life you see Jesus describes himself to this particular church as the one who conquered death in Revelations 2 and 8 and unto the angel of the church in Samirna write these things saith the first and the last which was dead and is now alive see 
Church, the, the picture is clear. The reason that Jesus is showing them that he has power over death, hell, and the grave. Wait a minute. Let me, re let me rephrase that. The reason that Jesus is showing us that he has power over death, hell, and the grave, hallelujah, is because they are, or we are going to have to face death one day. But we not need to fear, hallelujah, because we are one with the Son of God. We are one with Jesus Christ, hallelujah. We are joined to him as it is pictured when John first saw Jesus say he was dead, hallelujah, and now he is alive. Praise God. Someone lift your hands to heaven and give God praise and glory. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Lift your hands to heaven and shout amen. When Jesus said that to John in Revelations 1, Jesus was in the midst of the candlesticks, which are the churches that were like branches connected to him. In Revelations chapter 1, verse 18, I am he that liveth. Say it with me. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. And he had the keys to hell and death and the grave. And so it is with all the letters to each of the churches. As Israel was in bondage of, of Egypt, God was with them to deliver them. They were connected to him like the branches of the bush that did not burn. It did not consume. The fire burnt, but it did not consume from God. The bush had to be burning with fire of God since that fire did not cause the bush to burn up. So it is that the fire from God that burned in the candlesticks shaped like a tree was the Holy Ghost fire of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So how did Israel escape bondage from Egypt? They entered through the doorways of their houses that were smeared with the blood of the Lamb. The same as with you, church. The same as with you, my friend. You are covered in the blood of Jesus. You enter through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is within you. You are covered in the blood of the Lamb. And you are saved. And you are spared. You cannot be destroyed by the devil. And during this time of Israel's war, this time that they're going through right now, we need to pray the blood of the Lamb on those people. And we need to pray the blood of the Lamb on those people from Palestine, those innocent victims. These terrorists are the ones, not the innocent people. And we need to pray the blood upon them right now. They are under that curse because of those people, those terrorists. These are innocent blood. We need to put that umbrella of Christ over them as well. You have to get in, into Jesus if you're not already saved. 
because getting into him is what is portrayed as being connected to him. How do you get into him? How do you get into Jesus Christ? In Romans chapter 6, verse 3 and 4, Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. In John chapter 15, verse 1 through 6, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that if may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide, listen to what Jesus is saying. Abide in me and I in you. Abide in me and I in you. Say it with me. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch, branch cannot bear fruit it itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. Ye that abide in me, I and I in him or her, and say, bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. If a man or a woman, I'm paraphrasing, abide in me, they is cast forth as a branch, and it withered, and men or women gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. It sounds a lot like the vision of John saw in Revelations 1 was of Jesus Christ in the branches of the churches. I do not want to be cast away and withered up to be burned in a fire. People, hell is a real. It's as real as heaven. God says so. And you do not want to, to experience hell. Those who refuse to be united to Christ are the branches with no vine who will be gathered later and burned. John was shown that the persecution that all churches were experiences was like bondage in Egypt. But these people had to get into the land and be redeemed by his blood. The doors are for entrances. They enter the lamb's death. When they entered the doors with the lamb and that blood upon them, and by standing in the lamb's death, so to speak, they would be spared while destruction would come upon the city of Jerusalem that had turned into the uh, vertebral Egypt, spiritually speaking. The reason that you must be saved is that hell is waiting for you, if not. I wonder, where will you stand? Our memory verse said, I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse them that curse thee. Where do you stand? In Revelations chapter 12, and I close with this. Revelations 12, 13, 16. And when the dragon saw that he was cast unto the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. And to the woman were given two wings of the great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, where she is nourished for a time and times 
and half the time from the face of the serpent. And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as the flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away to the flood. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood, which was the dragon cast out of his mouth. Just like Pharaoh, the serpent chased the woman and tried to devour her, but God gave eagle's wings to the woman. Moses told Israel that her escape through the Red Sea was given of the eagle's wings to Israel, and the Pharaoh's army was drowned in the Red Sea, as if the Red Sea helped the woman, the dragon's flood from the mouth was swallowed up by the earth who helped the woman. In Revelation 12 is reminding the church of what God did when he saved them from the sin by his blood. He is reminding them, as Exodus 19 reminded Israel, how God bare them up on eagles' wings when he led them out of Egypt. We need to be reminded while we are persecuting as trouble that we are in Christ and that we can overcome anything because of that. We are in Jesus Christ. He is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. So when you may say your prayers tonight, please pray for Israel. Pray for us in America. And pray for yourselves that we may always walk in the blood of Jesus. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you till he brings us back once again. God bless you.